Coco team and Big D. <laughs> That's what makes this funny. No, I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Shannon, the most wild part, it's like the guy has manifestation powers. He talks about the black cat running around, and then at MetLife, literally, the black cat runs around. When I saw that, I was like, my goodness, I have seen it all. Uh, but we'll get into it, guys. Another disappointing end to Dallas's season, obviously. Stephen A., would that be Disappointing for who? For who? Okay. I mean, speak for yourself. Where's your hat? And not, not disappointing for me. you hat on for America? Do you have it with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that on. Yeah. There we go. There, there he go. is. There he is. Yeah. Um, okay, Essay, I'll start with you. Who's the most to blame for that collapse last night? Oh, easily Dan Quinn. Easily. Uh, the, the defense was so alarmingly inept, so lost, so discombobulated, so out of sync, and ultimately so punked. There is no, fl there is no more flagrant culprit for yesterday's d demise than Dan Quinn. I think it's so bad that I don't think that Dan Quinn deserves to be a head coach. I think that he, he should be immediately, immediately omitted from head coaching consideration for the Seattle Seahawks. And I know that he was an exceptional defensive coordinator in Seattle. And he's been a damn good coordinator for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. But when you're that head coach, you got to remember, he was the head coach in Atlanta when you had a 28-3 lead against the New England Patriots and you ended up losing that game. We call, we point to Kyle Shanahan because you kept throwing the football instead of running the football and should have milked the clock more. But there was an authority, authoritative figure that he had available there, which was Dan Quinn. Where the hell were you? Were you sleepwalking? And by the way, you didn't stop New England from coming back in that game. Dan Quinn, I'm not trying to sit up there and say, and this is where it gets tricky, Dan Orlovsky, Shannon. I am not saying that Dan Orlovsky doesn't deserve a job in the NFL as a defensive coordinator any more than I'm saying Mike McCarthy doesn't deserve to be a head coach. Dan Quinn. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, in Dallas, when you have a hardball or you have a Belichick available, then excuse me, if Belichick came, he ain't going to keep Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator. If Harbaugh came, likelihood he ain't going to keep Dan, Dan Quinn as his defensive coordinator, rather. If I'm them, I'm, you know, I'm moving on from that. And that's what I'm saying to Dallas Cowboys. I think McCarthy should be gone. I think Quinn should be gone. But I definitely think that yesterday, based on how porous Dallas's defense was and how they got straight up punked, there's no way around it. I believe that ultimately Dan Quinn was the culprit because they, they, they were just lost throughout the afternoon. 
Yeah, Stephen, you know, there's enough blame to go around because I don't think Mike McCarthy had that offense ready to play either. But I'm going to have to side with you with uh, Dan Quinn in this defense because all year they've been predicated on turning, turning you over, creating short fields, creating havoc in the backfield, pressuring your quarterback, and they did none of that yesterday. A defense that was the middle of the pack all year uh, against the run, now all of a sudden you let Aaron Jones and that Packer offense run wild against your three rush touchdowns, and Aaron Jones looked like a, a, a pro Bowl, all pro running back. He had an outstanding day, but they came in with a commitment. See, running the football is all about attitude. You start with the line, you start with your five offensive linemen, they got to be violent. And then you get to your wide receivers, and they got to be willing to stick their nose in there and dig out support. And they did a great job of that, blocking down the field in order to spring Aaron Jones. And you see, not tackle until he's seven, eight yards down the field. But I'm a firm believer in this. And you've heard me say this before, D.O. and Stephen A. It doesn't matter what you are in the regular season. Can you get done what you need to get done when you absolutely have to have it? And yesterday, neither side of the football, when they needed to stop on third down, the Cowboys' defense couldn't get off the field. When they needed a third down conversion on offense, the Cowboys' offense couldn't stay on the field. So there's enough blame. Now, you said something very interesting, Stephen A. And, 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 go back with me. You said it was Kyle Shanahan when they had the 28-3 lead and they wouldn't run the football, but Dan Quinn was an authoritative figure. Who was the authoritative figure yesterday that when Dan Quinn kept calling that defense and blitzing, who was the authoritative figure on the field? Take off, Dio. Supposed to be McCarthy. I mean, they were down 48 to 16. <laughs> there, there is no singular blame or most blame. Everybody, Shannon, you said it, like everybody has their hand in this. There, there, there was no, nothing about that defense that was prepared. And, and, and Stephen A. and Shannon, that's why I, I made it a point to bring up Aaron Glenn's name for the Detroit Lions last night. The reason why is this. That Rams offense that Detroit had to go against is brutal to prepare for. They do so much shifts and motions and create matchups. That's all they were doing. Aaron Glenn countered in the second half so incredibly well. I've had people say, well, like every defense struggles with the stuff that the Packers do. Well, apparently the Lions had some answers because it won them a ball game. And so the, the lack of adjustment by Dallas defensively, the lack of the, the person who played with the most or, or at least represented the Cowboys with the most emotion was Jimmy Johnson at halftime during the studio show. True. So, like, defensively, they're, they're to blame. Offensively, they were awful. They're terrible. They, they, were pre they were predictable. And here's my thing. Two like, everyone's killing the defense, rightfully so. The, the offense gave Green Bay 13 points, one with a pick six, one with an interception at, what, the 15 or 20-yard line. Last year, when it mattered the most, the offense did not play well. And two years ago, when it mattered the most, the offense did not play well. So, like, everybody that is a primary figure on both sides of the football, offensive or defensive, has to have blame in this and, and has to take some accountability for this. It wasn't just the defense was bad and it wasn't just Dak was bad. The play calling was predictable. Right. Dak Prescott played poor. He was, right. he was timid. He, was, he didn't see the field well. He, he did, had no trust in his eyes and he played way too fast and the defense was awful. There's well, not well, one person to play. Wait, 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 deal, deal. Stop. Stop it. I mean, take, take, take off the white hat. Stop trying to float around like a dove, okay? We know everybody messed up. 
We understand that. But come on, man. You can't ignore how porous you saw that defense look. When guys are catching the football and there's no one in the vicinity, the wow. camera actually has to dial back and go to a wide shot just to make sure you can see that somebody else is on the damn field with them, Dan. There's no getting around that. When somebody is running a ball down your throat, okay, we get that. When you when you got those light, you, you got those light in the behind safety, Shannon, looking like my size going up against you, trying to stop a running back. I get that. I understand that. But when one receiver's Dan catch a pass and literally the camera can't find a defender in the vicinity. The camera. I didn't say Dan. I didn't say Shannon. I said the camera whose job it is to purview the damn field and they can't find a defender. Literally. That is a damn problem. So I get where you're coming from. Of course everybody's to blame. Of course. No doubt about it. But there are culprits that are more flagrant, more conspicuous, more yeah. illuminating than others. And yesterday, it was that damn defense. And that had a yeah. lot to do with it. Come on, Dan. And they're probably, they have to be more culpable. But, but, go, go ahead, Dio. Go ahead, Dio. Go ahead. Follow up, Stephen A. Go ahead. I'm not, Stephen A., I agree with you. But the, I've heard so many people contextualize this game in relation to only defense. They were awful. They got embarrassed. They got outcoached. But it shouldn't be surprising. This was what they – we saw it against San Francisco. This is what they do. We saw it against what they Buffalo. Do? And then we saw it again yesterday. Oh, no, 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 no. Say it. Say it. This is what they do. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Say it. Yeah, that's who they are. That's who what they the, are. That, that's okay. who they are. That is who they are. But we've seen it from the offense, too. Like, that's my point. That, that is my point with all of this, is we can't just pin this on one person or one side of the football. If, if they played good on defense yesterday, they're still going to lose. Their Not like that. Their offense was poor. No, but, but here's the thing. But, like, but they're still home. I, I, I think the thing is what happened was the Cowboys win the toss. You're going to put them dogs on the field first. You're going to unleash Micah. You're going to unleash D-Law and Dorrance Armstrong. You're going to turn those dogs loose. What does Green Bay do, Dio? They get the ball 12, play 75 yards, ball to the end zone. Okay. okay, now they force the Cowboys to go three and out. And, uh, or or they, three and out. Now they yep. get the ball, and guess what? They go right back down the field. And now all of a sudden, you're like, hold on. This is not the scenario. This is not how I started writing this book when I remember said I wanted to write a book about the playoffs for the Cowboys in 2024. This is not the ending that I started with. This is not what I thought was going to happen. So now you're at home. You got 80,000 fans, and all of a sudden you start to hear the murmurs. All of a sudden it's like, boo, and now the players. You see CD starting to look up. Everybody's starting to look around. Mike McCarthy all of a sudden talking to CD on the sideline. Now you realize Green Bay says, hold on, they're not invincible. All this notion about creating havoc and chaos in the opposing team's backfield, there's none of that going on. And before you know it, okay. you've allowed a young team to get confidence in your building. It's good night, Irene. Here's my pushback, Shannon. Hypothetical world. Cowboys yeah. changed their defensive coordinator and only their defensive coordinator. They're all of a sudden going to be a different playoff football team? They're all of a sudden going to be in that class that we, we see with 
Obviously, Green Bay, who's there now and ascending, and the San Francisco's and the Detroit's. We think that's going to before, be the fix is just get Dan before, Quinn out of there. Before Shannon answers that question, can I throw this at your way, Shannon, on t- to piggyback with yes. Dan's question and throw this at you as well? Yes. Isn't it you, Shannon, that told me you guys would tell an offense, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> just, just, just score 10 points. We got yes. the rest. The yes. offense would be told, just score 10 points. Because yes. the defense was that elite. Yes. You knew that. What I'm saying is if a defense is that elite, then – it can make up for a lot, wouldn't you say, Shannon? Hasn't your a- championship proven that? Yes, but see, the thing is, Mike and them talk about it. They're not about it, about it. You see, the thing that I love most about sports, uh, Stephen A., you can't talk your way into something. You got to show somebody. Sure. Now you can say a little, or you can say a lot, but you got to prove it to me on Saturday or Sunday. Now I'm coming. Because I figure, you know what, and all that talking, remember how D-Law said, oh, you hit a joker in the mouth, and you hit him again, and you hit him again, and then when he quit, you hit him again? They hit nobody. They could, could hey, Literally. Couldn't, couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I'm picking up what you're putting. I would know. I have grapes right here. I have grapes right here. You're the oh. only grown man I know that just snacks on grapes. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Patrick Mahomes improved to 10-2 in his home playoff career, leading the Chiefs to a 26-7 win over the Miami Dolphins in minus zero-degree weather. My goodness. Mahomes' 10 wins are tied with Joe Montana and Peyton Manning for the second most by a quarterback in NFL history, trailing only Tom Brady's 21 such wins. Good company to be in. Meanwhile, the Dolphins remain without a playoff win since 2000. That's the longest active drought in the NFL. Okay, Shay, you're up first. Was Saturday night more about the Dolphins or the Chiefs to you? This is about the Dolphins. I mean, look, uh, uh, and this is no no slight to the, the Chiefs. I think their defense has been unbelievable all year long, and probably if they're going to get to and ultimately win the Super Bowl, they're probably going to do it on the back of that defense. But this is about the Miami Dolphins and their inability to beat good teams all year. They've beaten one good team all year, and then you exacerbate a situation with adverse conditions. So either it's adverse weather or good teams, it seemingly the, the Dolphins find ways to lose. And so I was not surprised. And, and, and Dio, uh, uh, 
you probably played games like this. It's a mental grind to convince your mind to tell your body that it's not cold out here. And I got to go function and I got to go make these plays because it's cold. And people are like, well, do, uh, is it cold? Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. I don't let anybody tell y'all. I don't care how much adrenaline you got going. I don't care what's at stake. It's cold. I'm telling you, I've never, I haven't played in anything that cold, but I've been pretty close to zero. And it's cold. And to convince yourself that it's not cold and go out there and, and react as if it's 80 degrees is a grind. Miami's not used to that. You can you can pretty much practice against, you know, you get a guy that's elusive and you play have your best athlete play that position. Or if it's raining, you can wet the footballs. How do you simulate minus degrees in Miami when it's seven degrees? Where can you go get an ideal situation like that? This was about Miami. We knew they're not built for this, these kind of conditions. They're not built to grind it out. They couldn't run the football. And so now you leave Tua and you ask Tua to win your football game when you can't run it. One for 12 on third down, and they didn't see one red zone possession. This was all about Miami. And this is no disrespect because the Chiefs played really, really well. But the Miami Dolphins, this was all about their inability to do anything. Uh, I totally disagree. I, th I thought it was about Kansas City. In, in one, it was the best game they played in, in, in maybe all season from top to bottom. Two, it looked like a team or they looked like a team that could get back to the Super Bowl. I, I did not expect Miami to win the game. Miami going on the road, given the weather elements, and then also giving the injuries that they were dealing with. This team has been decimated with injuries. I didn't expect them to win. And I expected Kansas City to play well. They played better than I thought. I think a couple things stand out. Number one, it was their cleanest game in a while, both in penalties and self-inflicted wounds and turnovers. Turnover, Number yep. two, one of the things that's been missing in this offense was um, explosive plays. They had 11 explosive plays, 20-plus 20, 20 yards. Miami had three. That was the opposite this season. Kansas City couldn't get any, and Miami had a ton. They flipped it in that game. If the Kansas City Chiefs can get more of that, over, obviously, next week, potentially on the road in Buffalo, that's going to be a, a massive part. They look like a team that could win the Super Bowl. The second thing is this, or at least get back to it. The second thing is this. It's the complete contrast of our previous conversation. Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, continues to show that he is one of the best big-game defensive coordinators in all of football. That Kansas City Chiefs team that I saw play Saturday night, and I saw some of those Rasheed Rice continue to be the focal point of their pass game and Pacheco and the interior of their offense line, that's a team that I saw, okay, if they got to go on the road versus Buffalo, they could win. Okay, if, 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 if Houston's going to come to them, they, they could beat Houston. You know, if they, if they can they could catch Baltimore. So that, that was way more of, a, of the bigger deal for me Saturday night. Um, I'm going to roll with Shannon here, but I'm, I'm going to be the non-football guy here when I use this analogy. So you ever walk around and you walk down the street – and, you know, you might have tree branches and stuff like that hanging low and stuff like that. It might graze your skin or whatever, right? My little scratch or whatever hurts a little bit. You ever have that happen to you in freezing temperature? It looked like your damn... And, and yeah. I, remember, I, I remember years ago when, when, when it, the, the tree branch scratched my ear. I felt like my, my damn ear was cut off because that's how cold it was, okay? That's how painful it is, right? Cold weather matters. And... Yeah. It's not an accident. I said this when the minute, if you remember last week, fellas, they said they announced that it was going to be minus four degree temperature. 
Wind chill factor that makes it feel like minus 25 to minus 27 degrees. I said game over. There's yeah. nothing. There's no need to discuss this game. Miami don't stand a chance, okay? And what happens? We come to find out that they are now 0-11 in games of 40-degree temperature or less getting outscored by 17 points per game. That's what we've learned about the Miami Dolphins. And I told y'all last week I was sick of them. I'm done with them. The minute they wet the bed and they got their butts kicked and and let Baltimore drop 56 on them, I was done with them. Why? Because, you see, when you reside near South Beach in that weather, okay, one would think you would exhaust yourself prioritizing Anything that I need to to ensure that I don't have to go on the road to the playoffs. Why? Because when I scour the AFC, there's Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. There's Baltimore. Some freezing temperatures up there right now. There's Buffalo. We, uh, the game had to be delayed a day because of the weather in Buffalo. Okay, I'm scouring the rest of the conference, and I'm going like this. There's very, very few places that feel like South Beach. Let me make sure I don't have to go there. They did no such thing from the start of this season, throughout the rest of the season, whenever they went on the road, especially against quality teams. They got what they deserved. We all knew it was going to happen just based on the meteorologist and the weather report that was coming. We don't even we didn't even need to go to football. We knew it the second we knew it was going to be freezing temperatures. Stephen A. They had a three-game lead with five games to play. And you get the final game at home against Buffalo. And then guess what? You get to play this game in 70-degree weather. It might not have been against Kansas City, but you get to play it in 70-degree weather. Well, it's your own fault. But we've been saying this. We saw this all year, Dio, with the Miami Dolphins against good teams. What happens other than the Cowboys? The way they're built. A speed team, when you put speed teams in inclement weather, it could be rain, it could be cold, it could be snow. They're at a decided disadvantage. Did you see what Snead did to Tyreek Hill with that freeze jam? Did you see that deal on that sack? Yeah, that's luxurious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you see that? That's a guy because he, he can't get traction. So now Snead said, I know you can't get traction, plus I got a little help over the top. Let me put these mitts on you. The, the, the only thing I want to – the context of de- the Miami Dolphins, we got to be fair. They lost the top three defensive ends. They lost both starting linebackers. They lost Xavier Howard and their starting center. So they yes, scored they seven points. At the end of the season. They scored seven points. They were decimated by injury. Okay, who did they lose on offense? There was two of there. Was Tyreek there? Was Jalen Waddle there? Waddle. not having the excuses, Dan. Moster was there. No, HM was there. Smythe was there. Cockcraft. At the end of the season, Mostert missed time. Waddle missed time. They're they were there Saturday, he's saying. They were there Saturday. They were saying Saturday. 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 I'm not talking. What are they there? What are they there Saturday? Play? I get it, though. The unreal, defense man. was decimated. I get it. Let's, we're always let's, unreal let's, when we drop the facts right on here. you. They were there. They played. Yeah. No, All right, let's guys. leave it there, guys. Coming up next. Both sides. Lift every voice Luther King helped change our country, but really the world. I'm very grateful for, for him because I have an opportunity today to, to have dreams and to be able to, to do whatever I want um, in this world. And that's thanks because of his vision and his work. Victory. 
Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, I'm Molly Caron, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the 48-32 loss to the Packers on Sunday, America's team has now eight one-and-done playoff appearances since the start of 96. That is the second most by any team in the NFL, trailing only behind the Colts. Dallas' loss on Sunday also marks their 13th straight playoff appearance without reaching the conference championship. That's the longest such streak by any franchise in that time. Jerry was going through it after yesterday's loss. Big Jer? I say this to our fans, uh, how much you deserve uh, us to not have uh, this ending. I certainly in no way have spent any of my time over the last three hours asking how and why. We didn't do it. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit, uh, and uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. That's all my comment. One of his biggest surprises since he's been involved in sports. Three notable coaches that are available for NFL jobs include Jim Harbaugh, who's set to interview with the Chargers today. Bill Belichick, who's looking for a new team after spending 24 seasons in New England and six rings. And Mike Vrabel, who won the 2021 Coach of the Year with the Titans, of course, played for Belichick. Shannon, tell me this. Would Belichick to the Cowboys make sense? Hell no. Man, do you know I understand that Coach Belichick wants authority? Can you imagine uh, uh, Jerry Jones trying to hold a press conference and tell what's going on with the team? And you, th- and you think Coach Belichick is going to sit by, idly by, and let Jerry uh, do, do that? Absolutely not. It would be the worst. It's a match made in hell. You couldn't pitch, You can pick a worse match than Jerry Jones and Coach Bill Belichick. There's a reason. He got rid of Jimmy. He got rid of Bill Parcells. Do you understand? Coach Belichick learned under Parcells. Jimmy is more Jimmy and, and Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick are more alike. And once he got rid of Parcells, what has he done? 
hired uh, the Chan Gailey's, hired the Dave Campos, hired the Jason Garrett's, hired the Mike McCarthy, hired the Wade. He don't want that type of coach. He wants to be able to do everything. He wants to be the face of it. I find it ironic. Stephen A., D.O., don't you find it ironic? The man that they normally, uh, uh, the, the reporters normally have to like Jerry. We got to go talk to the players. He had so little to talk about yesterday. He always has so much to talk about. He ain't have nothing to say. He ain't want to talk about no players. He ain't want to talk about no coaches. All he want to do is congratulate Green Bay. When all he wants to do normally is talk, 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 talk. Green Bay, Green Bay beat him so bad, Stephen A. Jerry Jones didn't have nothing to talk about. Now, when have you ever known Jerry Jones to be a loss for words? But no, Yesterday. this would be a terrible, this would be a terrible match, Coach Belichick and Jerry Jones. Shannon Sharp, I completely disagree with you. I completely disagree. <laughs> you on the opposite ends of the spectrum in the media, Shay Shay. I, compl- I completely disagree. Let me tell let me, let me tell let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Seriously, why? desperate time call for desperate measures, all right? And I get what you're saying. I'm not refuting your point about Jerry's past. He's 81 years of age, clock's ticking. These are his words, not mine. And when you see the level of ineptitude that you witnessed yesterday and you understand that on a 28-year anniversary of the last time you made it to an NFC Championship game, you got embarrassed on your home turf, okay, getting blown out the damn building by a guy playing his first year at quarterback in in his first playoff game. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Now let me go to Belichick, Rob. 266 and 121 in 24 years in New England, a 68.7 winning percentage, and that's taken into account what we saw the last four years. We understand something. I I think that we have to take into account, I just brought up the change that ultimately could potentially be infused in Jerry Jones. But let's talk about the change that's in Bill Belichick. Just a week ago, Shannon, before it was announced that he was departing from New England, what did he say? I have no problem ceding authority, you know, to others for personnel decisions. That's what he said. You know why? Because all a man has done over the last decade, everybody he's drafted, he's only produced two Pro Bowl players, a punter and a kicker. That is it. He hasn't drafted anybody else. And so when you look at Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and what they've been able to put together from a talent perspective, Will what McClay. you're saying, that's right, and Will McClay, of course, what you're saying is ultimately is that I need a coach that knows what the hell he's doing. Okay, that I don't have to worry about something. I'm looking at McCourty on NBC yesterday, one of his players for years, a champion, by the way. What did he do and turn to when he turned to Jason Garrett, the former coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and say he looked at him and said, well, one thing I can assure you of, that wouldn't have happened with Bill, but with a Bill Belichick coach team. Not that. Not that. And so when we look at it from that perspective and you take into account the amount of time that Jerry believes he has left. And they also added at this point, Shay, along with D.O., Jerry likes to talk. What's the one thing Bill Belichick doesn't like to do? Talk. So guess what? I got somebody here that's going to do all the talking. I don't even have to talk to you damn people in the media. I can give you one word and one sentence answers. Let my press conferences last about three minutes and be on my merry damn way because this dude right here is will happily do all the talking while I get to coach. I think that's what's going on, and I think that's why that could work. Coach Belichick don't want anybody to talk. He don't want his players talking. He don't want the owner talking. The well, only he's lost that. He want, 
He's and lost that. Pre- he, 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 Bill Belichick has lost that. Pre- he don't have that anymore. He don't have but, that but, choice anymore. Stephen A., Stephen A., it's easy to say this is what I'm willing to do. Because we've been in situations, you're like, you know what, I, this is what I'm going to do until we have to do it for a small period of time, and then you realize it. It's hard for me to believe that a man has had power as long as he has it, is so willingly willing to relinquish it. That's all I'm saying. I think if the Cowboys had Bill Belichick yesterday, they are a significantly more competitive team. I think if Bill Belichick goes to coach the Cowboys, it's the most talented team he's had since maybe the comeback that Tom led against the Falcons. I mean, that's the reality is that do I think it would work? Absolutely. I absolutely think it would work. Bill Belichick wants to go break down Shula's record. He knows the easiest way to do that is to go into a bad division, which is where the Cowboys are in regards to where the Giants have been and the Washington Commanders and have a very talented football team. that's, That's the easy plug and play. Real quick, because we got to go to break, but how do you say that it's one of the most talented teams that he's had, Bill Belichick, and at the same time you're saying you got to blow the team up and get rid of the quarterback? Because it's indisputable. 15 Pro Bowlers. It's indisputable how talented they are. What I'm saying is I would. you have to change those pivotal people and I understand people are like, get rid of Which Dak Prescott, the coach, you're crazy. OC, and quarterback. we got to make a train. We, we, we have to make a transition at some point. we've maybe reached our peak in this iteration of ourselves, and we have to make some form of changes. It's a very talented roster. Before we go, go, Shannon, remember, you're saying that it's hard to imagine (laughs) him ceding power. I'm saying to you is Bill Belichick is that way with people who has dominion over. He didn't have dominion over Robert Kraft. He didn't ever tell Robert Kraft what to do. He ain't going to tell Jerry Jones what to do. He's talking about those players. And by the he way, don't. you want to see DeMarcus Lawrence talk about, we're going to beat you up, then we're going to beat you up again, then we're going to beat you up again. Right, no, go. he would tell him to shut up. Yeah, I think the thing is, no, what he wants more than that Don Shula's record is that he wants to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. That's yes. what he wants more than anything, yeah. D.A. Yeah. He yeah. wants to prove that he can win a Super Bowl without him because well, Brady went down to Washington or Seattle. Yeah. Gonna happen with the charges going to happen with, that, with Dallas. With some of the teams we're hearing rumored, yeah, it's interesting. But we'll see how it all plays out. Could be a smokescreen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Jared Goff matched up against his former Rams team and Matthew Stafford, the player he was traded for in 2021. Goff got his revenge in leading the Lions to their first playoff victory in 32 years, the longest active drought in the NFL without a playoff win. Huge congrats to the Motor City. Goff 
threw for 277 on 22 for 27 passing with a TD, no interceptions, becoming just the fourth Lions quarterback since 1950 to win a playoff game. Stephen A., who had the more satisfying win yesterday? Would you say it was Jared Goff or Jordan Love? Well, for me, it was definitely Jared Goff just from the standpoint that he beat the team that, you know, exiled him, you know, sent them away. Um, you know, when you think about Jordan Love, yes, yeah, your first playoff victory. It's against the Dallas Cowboys, the first number seven seed uh, to, to, to win a playoff game like that. We get all of that. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, when you consider that Jared Goff once was the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams and they actually went to a Super Bowl and then you pushed him out the door and let him know that, you know, what well, we prefer somebody else, which happens to be Matthew Stafford. Then you go and not only do you win in Detroit, but you beat the team that let you go and the quarterback they let you go for. I think that resonates as well. And then last but not least, you hadn't won a playoff game. The franchise hadn't won a playoff game since 1991. Um, and this was only their second playoff victory since they won a championship in 1957. When you consider all of that momentum, you see why 66,300-plus people showed up in that stadium, and it was rocking. It was an electrifying environment, the likes of which we haven't seen, I would say, in the history of the franchise. And because it's football as opposed to basketball or something else, I don't know if there's ever – I mean, you could talk to Pontiac Silverdome and some of the great events and things that have taken place there – but I don't know if we've ever seen Detroit like that, like it was last night. Yeah, I agree with you. If you want to say satisfying is Jared Goff, you're going to say better win, it would be Jordan Love. But when you say satisfying, considering I, I got revenge on a team that gave up on me, that didn't believe in me, it rightfully so. I mean, it, it proved out well for the Rams because they got Matthew Stafford and they went to and won a Super Bowl. So it was they were right to do the move. It still yeah. doesn't make it easier for Jared Goff you know, breaking up is e breaking up is never easy. There's no easy way to tell someone you want to move on if said person still wants to be in a relationship. Jared Goff didn't want to leave the Rams, Stephen and Dio. He wanted to stay there. But, and Sean McVay said it could have been handled better. You can't handle a situation if I want to be somewhere and you move on. What's the easy way to tell me you don't want me anymore, Dio? What's the easy way, Stephen A., for you to tell someone you no longer want to be with them You're and right. I feel that I feel that I'll be better off with someone else? So the most satisfying was Jerry Goff, absolutely, Stephen A., because he was the number one overall draft pick by the Rams. They moved on from him, went to a Super Bowl, and he says, you know what? I'm going to get my revenge today. You might have gotten that Super Bowl back a couple of years ago, but you won't get one this year because I'm going to make sure you send your tail home. Yeah, I'm going to say, Jared, a couple of things here. So I think, number one, history. I mean, it's one of the greatest moments in the history of that organization. Jared Goff's name is at the forefront of that. I was with Jared his second year in 2017. I went out to the Rams and I was with them. And, you know, what that you was doing after, there? like, falling completely coaching. Oh, okay. Just holding a clipboard. Good job, Jared. Nice throw, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was good, good ball. Um, no, but all, all jokes aside, like, that was after his rookie year when he had fallen flat on his face. He was the number one pick and a complete bust of a rookie year. And all of a sudden the conversation is, well, this kid stinks, he can't play, he's stupid, he doesn't know defenses. And 
to then go to the Super Bowl as their starting quarterback and then get cast away. And to your point, Shannon, you know, it paid off dividends for the Rams. And then to go win that game and put his name in history for the Lions organization, it's, it's huge. And he is a 10 of a 10 human being. Everything that we say about Dak Prescott, Jared, and in many ways is. And then I also think the play call at the two-minute warning, second down, the Rams have one timeout. I think so often, if you don't believe in your guy, you're running the ball and you're playing it safe. And I think the satisfaction that Jared must have had to get that play call in his helmet and to, and I'm not taking a shot at Sean McVay, I think the world is Sean McVay, but to have a coach believe in you and be like, hey, we're going to put this game in your hands and throw it, I think has got to be one of the best moments of his career. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. All right, S.A., the new Packers fan. Uh, what's your final message for Dallas Cowboys fans? Because I'm going to be honest with you, that entire game, I was thinking about you, and I think a lot of America was as well. Shay, Shay! You know, I, I could just go on a little soliloquy. You understand what I'm saying? But they say that pictures give you a thousand words. Right. Oh, Rather than thousand words. So, 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 so. <laughs> you remember this? Remember this? <laughs> hey, I can't help it. You see that? You see that right there? <laughs> Did y'all think I was going to have a whole show go without you? He got busted. That wasn't his woman. That wasn't his woman right there. You see this dude cry? Now, that was before. <laughs> that was before. Now, I have to admit that I robbed. I, I expected the network to have better cam- camera angles, uh, but they were busy showing the Jerry Jones and, and the players as opposed to the fans. So I had to dig back into the archives, Shay Shay, because here's what I want. Here's what I want to ask you. That was when they played the competitive game and lost to San Francisco. Could you imagine what it was like yesterday? <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up, man. I mean, it's just a given. Look at them. They prayed. They cried. They brought somebody other than the girl. I mean, everything. They tried everything over the years. Nothing has worked. And now, Shay Shay, I'm imagining that the collapse that took place yesterday is even worse than this footage that you see right here. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the footage they would have gotten yesterday, Stephen, they would probably have been fans leaving early. That's yeah. what was happening. The fans yeah. started leaving early because at 48-16, you know they don't have Tom Brady and there's no possibility of a comeback. Exactly. And you know and you know how they show the footage? Uh, you know, the footage from earlier this year, uh, yeah. Shannon, when the fans are rushing into the stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Notice, notice they didn't show them leaving. They didn't show them leaving. They didn't show them leaving yesterday. You see what I'm saying? I mean, they, they just ran, kept that out. And you know why, Stephen A? Because they ran out of the building just like they ran in. They was running out of the building just like they ran <laughs> they in yesterday. And Kevin could, could catch them. Could catch them. Could catch them. That no, was embarrassing. Listen, I am not laughing. At, at the Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, when he comes back next year, I think they're going to be big time. I'm not laughing at my buddy Jerry Jones. But am I laughing at those Dallas Cowboy fans everywhere? Yep. Yes. Yep. 
Steve yes. Stout. And, and, you know hey, what, Steve? Hey, hey, Steve yeah. Stout won't even answer my call. Now That's he right. was calling they me. They can't find it, right? You yeah, got it, right? Can't find him. Can't I was find looking him. for him yesterday too. I was looking yeah. for him yesterday too. I could find him. I could find uh, Denzel. I mean, APB out for him. You understand? Yeah. I know. I know the movie box. So I can't find Denzel. Looking for him everywhere. Right? Uh, Tex Johnson. Tex Johnson. Remember Tex Johnson, yeah. aka Shaquille O'Neal. Can't find him. I can't find any of them. Yo, where are they? Where are they at? Where are they at? Y'all still the boys? <laughs> Y'all still the boys? You still the boys? We the boys.